Hi, uh, welcome to Bangalore Bits. Um, hello, Subhu. Hey. Happy New Year to you and Happy New Year to all our listeners. Yeah, absolutely. So, are you excited about 2016? See, every year it opens up with a lot of hopes, <laughs> right? So, yes, so I am still having that hope. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, today I think we are going to talk about uh, one of your close to the heart <laughs> topic, uh, privacy tools. Um, Uh, so, so it's more like privacy and then tools right yeah obviously right so yeah. i mean not just the tools obviously yeah. tools are just enablers to correct uh, to improve your or to respect your privacy online mm-hmm. so um why don't we start with um, i think you you were mentioning about uh, a sort of a trend yeah. you were seeing in terms of Um, people using social logins correct uh, yeah. more and more yeah. uh, and many of the apps you see today especially the mobile apps and uh, even web apps to some extent they are all yeah. trying to avoid their additional username password combinations and they are yeah. integrating with facebook or twitter or mm-hmm. google right yeah. so yeah i mean what's your okay so opinion I, on that i just want to give a little bit um, <coughs> uh, context wherein today's discussion is not going to be about surveillance encryption or politics of privacy right. nothing so we are only going to talk about uh, what privacy means to as an individual and how our data is used by the organizations and what various tools we can use to reduce the number of signals and stuff like that so okay. we are not going to talk about i mean that is a whole di- different set of topic where we can do it one more day where we can talk about cisa or or the uh, the cyber yeah act which fcc had brought in now and then the encryption politics of encryption and other things so coming back to uh, what we were discussing so <coughs> so some one of the things i do every year is that uh, either beginning of the year or the end of the year basically we just take a stock of all the tools we use and the apps we use like on the day to day whether it is mobile or desktop right 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 so so similar way i was just re- reviewing it my whatever privacy tools are day to day basis i use at both at work and home so that is when i was thinking that okay we can just do a little bit of episode around this what some of the practices we follow uh, and what could be some of the other uh, tools we use could help others and stuff like that so while doing it i was also looking at like sometime back we were discussing this gia uh, is one of those survey uh, survey things right so yeah so i, I did uh, go through that survey and uh, it is mostly i think it is us and uk based um, they have kind of done a sampling on various levels uh, i think the social logins is one of them and also um, they have talked about many other things of the the modern ways of authentication or what's called identity 3.0 so there are many things they have discussed about right so what is that which is which is particularly of very much interests you uh, from that survey actually okay so there's couple of interesting things which i noticed on that one and like when you take if you just consider all the internet users globally us and uk if you consider them as kind of a, a slightly an edge with uh, with respect to others if you look at it that way 
the awareness for privacy seems to be much higher this year right uh, so year on year basis if you look at the survey exit uh, 2014 2015 yeah, it's going to be increasing yeah. yeah year on year basis there is about 88% growth which is there so i think everyone is hearing about how governments are mis- how governments are misusing or how governments are uh, using this data and they've been reading about it over the media and they are also looking at the social networking and stuff like that right so so the awareness is kind of becoming much more uh, correct uh, deeper which is i mean extremely good if you ask me uh, that is one aspect of it i saw and the other thing is that at the same time uh, everyone is like kind of getting used to or adjusting to using social logins to use multiple applications because yeah. social logins kind of driving that trend actually so now when you are having a third kind of third party entity kind of a thing in the scenario now it is important for us to understand how <clears throat> what various digital footprint we are leaving between these services and how they are using them and stuff like that right so sometime back i remember I and mean, this is like so that is one aspect of the survey which is uh, which came out like wherein uh, where you see everyone based on the survey like 60 or 70 percent of the users said they're really they're really keen to understand how organizations are using this data and how they want to would they want to really understand and then see whether are there any controls mechanisms can be put around this or like and so everybody even though there is nothing there right now uh, consumers are at least aware about it right now. yeah that's so, a good thing actually. yeah so that's one good thing and then so if you look at like something like as a as a core pillar like every year what within the technology area what drives organizations to do i see uh, privacy as one of the area where i see moving forward product building needs to address privacy as one of those primary uh, pillar for their product actually mm. the reason i look at it that way is that if you look at something like uh, one is we are already leaving a lot of digital footprint which is around the place where in terms of what we read and what we do and stuff like that so if you look at like past 10 years the lot of enterprises would have collected data yeah about you now what is happening is like if you all this data is sitting as independent groups within the enterprise actually say for example if you look at company like samsung or any other company which is very diverse uh you have a lot of data about a customer on mobility division and you don't know anything about him in his customer division i mean if he, if he is also consuming some other if he is buying some other products of like beat a fridge or a smart fridge or anything so all this data between the ent- within the enterprise you have this kind of data lakes sitting in there which could drive probably to know more information about the customer right, okay. so once the enterprise starts interconnecting this data so okay. then what happens is as a customer it is i mean as a consumer it is important for us to understand how this data is getting processed and big data analytics happening on this and how it is shared between various departments how what kind of information or the suggestions you are getting it and stuff like that so that is also another trend which i see where uh, so if you are building a product today then and you have like kind of infrastructure for uh, doing big data analysis and stuff like that so it is important to interconnect these data actually 
so that also is one of the key way i think how products are going to build probably well, but, but i think uh, more and more if you see the latest uh, apps uh, almost all the apps okay. right what what's been released especially in the android ecosystem most of them collect uh, almost all possible data right. uh, yeah. not just the data which you actually share with the application with that particular application right. i mean it yeah. is pretty much across right yeah. what you have been doing on the phone what you are copying on the clipboard yeah um, i mean so many things they gather actually yeah and actually there is very little uh, focus sort of given by by an end consumer to actually uh, review the privacy or policies yep. they have that app is actually presenting to you yep. most of them just blindly say accept yeah so th- there also you look at it there are two things that are happening right like one is there is a ga- data gathering happening at the platform provider side which is like if you look at it like google or apple or facebook or something right and the other thing is there is a data collection happening at the application level right also. right so uh, so then what you are doing is there are you are also sharing your digital identity between different applications also yeah so and then there is another entity in the whole scenario is that the how governments are using this data yeah so as a consumer it is important for you to understand what data you are living where and who's using the data how they are using it and how they are benefiting it and then what are the possible ways you can minimize this data signaling which you are throwing it out also so yeah so we are going to talk about some of those tools, uh, yeah. tools yeah. Uh, uh, across the entire spectrum mm-hmm. um, which can help you to do that because i think the uh, the sensitivity i think what the end consumer exhibits especially correct. in india is correct. very very less correct. people don't really care about it yeah um, as simple as let's say start with a password yeah. uh, management right, right. most of them um, including my own families okay. they all use just one single password across all the entire yeah different web properties and apps they are using yeah. um, which is i feel is very very risky because it's, it's uh, not only risky it is most dangerous thing to do right so if let's say one particular service got hacked and your password got out yeah. uh, imagine you have the same password for your bank account right yeah. nothing can be no as devastating as that actually right yeah. so so i think uh, the uh, the importance of having unique passwords for each site and tools like password managers right. help you to do that um, i really don't know how many people really use oh, that right. um, especially in, in our region correct uh, so there i think there are very good tools like lastpass uh, yeah. for example um, and one password there are many other tools um, yeah, password right. managers which help you and to manage that all these tools also comes with the uh, stars and asterisks so yeah. it is important for you to understand the pros and cons of using those tools also right so one is like as you said it it helps you in one way and then it is also important for you to understand how the tool is built and managed also so but yeah. at the same time it is important to use the tool also so yeah i, I think the important is actually having the unique password for each site right and uh, and and also a very complex password right yeah. uh, it's not like uh, monkey 1 2 3 or password 1 2 3 in those sense yeah so uh, so they actually choose like a very complex password like that it's very important to actually okay. to have a manager who, which can remind i yeah. mean remember that right. because so, it is not possible to remember all those complex passwords by yourself correct so th- that is like if you want to use independent uh, accounts for every service you do it 
or like the other thing what we seeing in the surveys like a lot of people want to use the disposable uh right. accounts like where you use the service provider like facebook google or right. apple id right. so so other trend I think the good thing is also i think some of the password managers also support beyond uh, whatever they provide they also have an external two factor authentication enabled Correct. right yeah. like maybe a google authenticator or uh, ubkey yeah. or any of those infrastructure so Correct. even you don't trust them uh-huh. you have an additional external um, i mean to fn to to validate that yeah so other some of the trends which i saw on the surveys that basically how we are linking our biometric with the authentication process something like if you take ios then we are like linking our biometric data with the authentication process so once that uh, more apis are available other applications could use the biometric authentication and stuff like that so yeah. that is one one of the other area where we are looking in the identity side how we are moving ahead. correct that is actually uh, more se- more serious yeah because, more serious yeah, yeah. Uh, and, so, and that is one of the reason why apple has not really opened that up yet yes uh, it is very very restricted only to apple's own ecosystem um, i think probably you could you could use only for in itunes today right fair enough yeah so and if you take like in india case where another set of us is like a system where i have already given my entire biometric to azar actually <laughs> okay hoping that it's it is safe right so they have my retina scan okay uh, they have my all the all, all the fingerprints of all that 10 fingers so no, uh, uh, that is one thing they it is essential they have to keep them safe uh, other recent report i saw is that uh, there were about 20 or 30 years of birth certificates were uh, available online for anybody to search and download actually <laughs> I don't know that you remember you remember okay. no I am not okay. no. so uh, there are like almost for a month and a half like so almost I mean uh, as a country we are not really focusing on this right now right but it is essential we have to start looking at it uh, that's true I think that that uh, the importance of that is in really yeah. um, kicked in and, and this <coughs> whole argument of I have nothing to hide is like really yeah that, that is yeah. so that is not acceptable at all yeah, i so think so i mean like if somebody says that the only counter argument i will so every man has the same body parts so can you go nude in the public <laughs> so that is the kind of argument i would put across to anyone so so that is another trend which i saw is that linking of biometric with your authentication side uh, mm. the other thing and the awareness is one thing which i saw and then if you just connect these dots and then if you connect the big uh, big data how enterprises are using and how product managers are building the connected products and stuff like that so it is essential for you to say for example tomorrow you are uh, along with your web browsing history you mix the sensors and other health de- devices which you are using you mix them in, into the game yeah. like you said there are platform providers who collect data also so you mix all this data into a mix then it is important uh, there is a huge amount of digital footprint we are leaving everywhere so it is important for us to understand how it is used by the organizations and right, what right. acls are applied there and stuff like that so that is one thing uh, which i was looking at it i think uh, just to so we talked about password managers just to okay. continue in in that web world mm-hmm. um, i think i know you are using a lot of browser extensions and actually yeah. uh, even very specific browsers for certain things right, right yeah so i mean you want to mention um, okay. some of those tools which you use 
okay so uh, basically the way i do it that i i use most of the eff uh, extensions which is like https anywhere is something which is like used across all my browsers okay so what http anywhere does is basically if it automatically converts the request into a secure hmm. secure site if the provider has https enabled so instead of browsing like your like gmail or Gmail would be a wrong example. Like if you are using like TechCrunch or anything, if the provider has an SSL enabled on their site, HTTP is anywhere automatically instead of you making HTTPS call, it and automatically switches you to that. Switches yeah. to this. So what is the advantage you get there is basically your ISP can only know the URL which is exchanged between them. The content yeah, yeah. is kind yeah, of yeah. prohibited there. So that is one good extension. And the privacy badger is another one from EFFI which I use. Uh, privacy badger basically prevents you from Uh, from from tracking data in terms of cookie okay and uh, after that i also use an extension called self destructing cookies so the self destructing cookies is an interesting thing the it see even though you have uh, i mean privacy options in firefox where you can go granularly customize that saying that you want to have the cookies only for the session what we do mainly is that we don't shut down our machines that much Okay yeah so <coughs> our instances are running all the time it is extremely rare that we shut down our firefox or any other browser which we use so th- what happens is these sessions will still live for i mean hours together in the browser right so p- sometimes it could be even days together right so what self destructing cookies does is on a periodic basis it automatically destructs the cookies which as soon as you close a tab or the services which you are coming out of it Right. If you have ten tabs open and then you have browsed like about fifty, sixty sites, and except the ten tabs, all the other sites which you use will automatically the cookies gets destructed in the background. Right. So that is one another uh, uh, extension I use extensively, and disconnect me is the other extension which I use, which again again helps you to disconnect the tracking data across the three independent trackers. Okay. So something like uh, like a pseudo identity tracking or. or like the link bait tracking and stuff like that so that is something which i use uh i mean like apart from this i disable pocket extension from firefox because uh, that continuously listens via a web server running in the browser and uh, i also enable uh, the what extension is it packet okay uh, the adding the whether you use the packet service or not it automatically tracks okay it. So, uh, which is like I'm, I'm. If you're aware, it it's like get bundled with the Firefox basically. Okay, okay, okay. So that is one extension. I mean, the, those are some of the basic, uh, uh, some of those extensions which I use. And then, uh, if you uh, basic settings in your browser, if you look at it, I always enable not to track. Yeah, yeah. And uh, the history is getting saved only for the session till I close the browser. Mm. So those are some of the things you can basically do. And then cookies get saved. Uh, I I don't enable the third-party cookies any of the time. So it is always the site which I am going. Only that guy right. can put a cookie there. Uh, so none of the third-party cookie can is allowed to save in my browsing history. So that is some of the things which I use. And just to extend it from there, uh, the I use open DNS in my router so every devices in the house automatically gets I don't it doesn't go via the ISP's DNS server 
yeah so i think there uh, if you are technical enough you can actually set that in your router yeah uh, and if you are not then you can actually also so set at a machine level yeah in your windows machine yeah. or your uh, device level actually. yeah or your mac or any yeah. of those right but the advantage you putting it in your router is that you just one place you do it every device will automatically get into open dns right and uh, Uh, other thing i also use is on the device i use a dns encryptor uh, which is on the device which i use like like in the mac or windows uh, i don't have a windows so mac or linux i use a dns encryptor so again that uh, advantage by by putting a dns encryptor is that you are even encrypting the dns request so isp won't even know what urls are getting transferred between mm-hmm. source and destination so what do you do for mobile devices actually yeah so mobile devices in, i mean i don't know whether there is any dns encrypt is there right now i don't know that uh, but it is available in the desktops which you can use it okay uh, so because if if you look at an, any uh, any homes yeah it's I mean, a combination these days, of it is the desktop usage has been significantly Coming reduced down, right yeah. so it just most of them are all always on mobile right. either they are on their ipads I mean, or their you you could phones. think of using a vpn service kind okay. of a thing for that but i i mean at least i'm not aware if there is any dns encrypt is there on the devices right now maybe there okay. could be something in android or something available Okay. at least so so talking about vpn oh. uh, which is you brought a very interesting point i think to me it is very important okay. um, i mean i am not talking about vpn for you to mask and say uh, i am from like a different country yeah uh, we, we are not talking i mean you are not talking yeah. about it. that is actually spoofing correct yeah. and actually fooling some online service yes online service to actually your government also yeah to make you believe that you are not in that country yeah. right so but there is a very legitimate use especially when you are in an open wifi sort of an environment Correct. especially in hotels yeah. or in airports yeah. or coffee shops yeah, when you say open wifi it is not that wifi without a password it is a wifi with the password but it Correct. could be possible that the provider puts their own certificate and injects on every request yeah so they possibly are spoofing on whatever you are exactly. actually browsing yeah. or they may want some data collection yeah. there i mean not i mean we are not saying that everybody does it but yeah. so, yeah. there is a possibility yeah. but putting a vpn it actually encrypts yeah. that whole tunnel exactly so uh, the the router which i use i always run a vpn server on that right so when i go out of the house and then if i want to if i connect to a net public network or like if i connect from a wifi outside my the places where i con- i don't go like beat office or not at right, home right. you go any other place you take a password and then you connect it automatically i enable the vpn there in my device as well as on the mac so the traffic gets routed to the house and then it comes back yeah so all enterprises today if you look at uh, if you are having an enterprise issued laptop right they actually say it as a guideline that you keep your vpn uh, on all the time right, right? Yeah. Uh, just to make sure that even when you are in our open wifi environment that the traffic is all encrypted correct uh, i mean you talked about an advanced use case where if you have like a slightly advanced router at your home you can do that okay uh, or what are the other vpn services yeah, you so can leverage yeah so i mean like there are so many vpn services there are some of them are paid some of them are free, free yeah. yeah so open vpn is a client which you can use uh, that is just a software part of it which connects to the service So, uh, so if you are taking a paid service you could probably get something like the the provider himself could give you an, a client which you can connect i as as far as i know most of the vpn clients are standardized and it is baked into the os these days you don't need to install any separate software for vpn connectivity right right so is there either tunnel to tunnel or like you have 
the L2V2PT is the another protocol which you use. So those are basically baked into the OS itself. We don't need any additional softwares these days. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, so I mean, like, so as we said, like, you, if you are using, if you are jumping between different networks, which are not where it's there, the networks are not in your control. Uh, you can use some of those VPN providers uh, to basically make sure you route your traffic. Right, right. And the other thing I try to do is always is like uh, try to move most of the browsing via TAR. Uh, yeah, okay. So, so TAR is an another project where uh, it's, it's a big separate. Fo- it's a it's a separate foundation, uh, non-profit foundation. So what it basically does is it gives you a layers of proxy wherein like six or seven layers of proxy. So your traffic jumps between different proxy layers. Right. So the source and destination doesn't understand each other. At the end nodes, you can still track them. Uh, but I mean, like that still gives you more uh, advanced protection than you do it in private. I mean, openly. So that is another thing you can just download tar tar browser bundle to your whichever operating system right. you're using. Okay. And then try to basically move as much as you start browsing as much, though it is slightly f- slower. Uh, so, but you can use that as like your regular incorporate Correct. that into your regular browsing patterns and stuff like that. Okay, so that that's covers the browsing uh, aspect of it. Yeah. Uh, and we also talked about the password thing. But other important one, uh, which is on top of your existing uh, password management or even a complex password, whatever you have, okay. is also to enable two-factor authentication. Right, right yeah. That's um, really key. Yeah. So two-factor, uh, for people who don't know, is, uh, is essentially an add-on security uh-huh. on top of your existing password, username, password combination, what you have. Right. So every time uh, it gives you a sort of a very unique token uh, like if a service is enabled to factor that it makes sure that you also enter an additional second authentication factor yeah so you, you basically connect the service uh, with an application in your device your mobile device so it gives you an automatically generated second pin every time right. you after you authenticate yourself with your password use your device and then get the second pin and then you key in that that pin is dynamically generated Correct. every time so and it is only valid for a certain duration yeah, right? about 30 seconds or yeah. something so i think the popular ones are google's authenticator itself yeah google uh, authenticator is one uh, and you also have something called authy uh, a u t h y or something right and also have um, rsa used to have those yeah, hardware physical, device, uh, physical yeah. devices banks used to issue that yeah. uh, as a second factor authentication yeah. uh, then also you have now usb based second factor devices like YubiKey for Yubi-key, example yeah, right. uh, which enables you to do that I think YubiKey also has a, a biometric based stuff as well right okay so um, I, I'm, I'm so you just plug in it. and then you actually put in your fingerprint to actually authenticate that okay. but I think the service has to integrate with YubiKey that's a okay. that's a requirement so that's an additional one but I think two factor to me is really really important at least i use okay. uh, i don't care about the other general uh-huh. i mean it's not not care about in the sense i don't want an additional thing for all other sites right. so i mean at um, least two factor i use in google microsoft apple uh, amazon yeah i use it for amazon lastpass uh, uh, i use it uh, lastpass yes um, and also for all the banking whichever banks Provence, enable that yeah. i enable it yeah. Uh, but I think I don't do it for all other sites actually. Okay, so I mean, look, whoever provides, I always enable them. So it is. 
so one more thing you have it to is, it is it uh, is this this whole topic is actually uh, probably a debate you have within yourself uh-huh. uh, between convenience and yeah exactly uh, and and privacy right uh, two factor could be little bit daunting if you start with right but once you start using it uh, then it just makes the life extremely simple and then more secure actually. yeah so i find it a little difficult like say for last pass for example that okay. i use every time it keeps asking that and if my phone is not next to me i get a little irritated right oh. maybe there in another room i have to run and go and get that yeah right. so that that inconvenience is actually true um, is something you have to keep in mind yeah but if you think of something like uh the dangers of losing the data yeah, right, so it yeah. is all it you just need to be so it is know. it is really crucial to enable that even uh, at least for your very critical so online yeah, resources yeah, right absolutely. banking definitely Yeah, it should be high on your priority. Yeah. Apple ID, uh, wherever you are putting your credit card, wherever you, yeah, wherever you are, any online sites, e-commerce sites, you are your your credit card information, you may yeah. want to protect it. Yeah. Um, so I think that is a very good start. Yeah, and you know, one more thing you have to remember in two FN is that when you enable two FN, uh, say what happens? The common question comes is that okay, now you have the the application running on the device, which gives me the key. So what happens when I lose the device? Mm. So how do I unlock it? So when you create a two uh, FN, when you create a second second factor authentication, basically he uh, every service provider gives you a set of service codes. set okay. of sec- security codes they give you which you have to sca- save them safely in some place where it is accessible to you so if you lose the device you can go back and refer that code right. which are like one time passwords for you only okay. one time you can just enter with them okay. so it is important you save them somewhere actually yeah i think uh, the other uh, uh, so uh, so in that like it's a like some 16 17 two factor you are using it then you have so 16 17 codes you have to save basically mm. So how do we keep these codes safely? Is the other question which you probably get. Right. So then, the one of the practice which I do is basically I create something like an uh, encrypted disk in uh, OS X where you create something like an image file, which a password encryption, which is like nothing but a small container, which it creates, wherein for two gig or three gig you can create a small container right, file, right, which right. is an IMG file, where you put a password to it, and then you can put all these codes into that actually. Okay. so that's one way to save for you so that and then tomorrow if you lose your device and then you you are not in a position where you cannot get into any service so you can go get into the service with one time password and unlock it and then okay. you can go disable the 2fn also there from there if at all you need till you get a new device or you re enable that back into with the new device also. right and also i think uh, uh, you brought up a interesting point about um, on the rest encryption right basically yeah, uh, yeah. data encryption on either your laptop or mobile phone yeah um, and uh, considering india which is a, a very fell large um, android market okay it is not enabled by default yeah. to my knowledge I mean, device uh, encryption yeah, yeah. device encryption uh, if you have any android enabled smartphone yeah the i mean i have seen many people don't have any passwords on the phone Correct, yeah. which is <laughs> this is extremely wrong seriously yeah. risky actually right yeah. um and then even if they have a very simple numeric numerical password yeah. um they the device encryption on that phone is not enabled by default you have to actually go to the settings and do it Correct, yeah 
for whatever reason if you just want to understand in terms of what is the risk you putting in there is that say for example you lose your device and you don't you don't have a device in correct yeah. i can just connect the device mount the memory card and correct. the memory and get, get all the data out yeah. yeah exactly so i can just save retrieve the locally stored passwords uh, application tokens which i can retrieve yeah uh, and, and and if you look at some of the uh, the, re- the lot of scandals which is now happening uh, that is like more in terms of photographs and yeah i mean that is the key right i mean not just in india across the world if you see the scandals happening uh, people are not behind i mean maybe expensive phones yeah it attracts them but i think most of them are interested very very interested mm-hmm. and for the matter on the data you have in your phone exactly i mean I'm, i'm not if i get a phone i'm not interested on the device Right. I'm behind only the data. Yeah. So it is. It if you look at in an enterprise scenario where an MDM sort of a solution, mm-hmm. that is the first thing they address. Yeah. Right. I think the whole thing about MDM is all just data security, yeah. actually, right? So they just the enterprises want to make sure even if you lose your device, okay. they just want to securely wipe them. Yeah. Um, they even put restrictions. So simple passwords are and allow numerical passwords you cannot have. Yeah. You have to have a. alpha numeric passwords or a biometric thing right so, so that is where you have ios and android there is a small differentiation so what apple has done is basically they have linked the passcode with the encryption yeah, yeah. so you you won't know that you are doing an encryption but with, as soon as you put in your key in the passcode the device is automatically protected actually yeah i think probably google like being uh, android being a open ecosystem yes. they probably have probably thought that it it is probably left to the device manufacturer yeah well, that's actually the oems you know, who need to, to drive it right so yeah. they, i mean and most of them don't do it for yeah, probably, exactly. which is really bad yeah um, i think they really need to ensure that at least if they have a pin and yes. if customer has put that effort to create a pin yeah. then the then the encryption needs to happen by default actually. yeah but i think the advantage apple here getting is that the by putting their own secure conclave Uh, yeah there is an additional hardware which do you have which gives them that edge to do all this out of the box wherein android is more a generic system where the oems needs to add additional correct yeah uh, additional hardware based securities and stuff like that so i i mean that's just android and windows are pretty you can compare them yeah. right uh, and if you take a windows laptop that is again optional Correct. Uh, yeah. Though you have a password, BitLocker is an optional thing. Yeah. Right. Though you have a password, ninety percent of them don't enable. Don't enable it. But but the problem is the, the one thing you have to understand is like you don't enable BitLocker. It is that you, you your system is vulnerable when when you lose the system basically. Right. I I think the whole topic now we are kind of covered the whole thing. Oh. Um, the importance of uh, a privacy thing, which probably you who have it probably on the the most important thing you do i mean i have seen you uh, at, at a large extent very paranoid about the whole thing right yeah it is more than paranoid i, I just think that that basic discipline helps uh, correct in so i i actually have little leniency i am okay to give data to let's say yeah. services like google for example because i feel they are giving lot of things free, free. Yeah. and i mean they are monetizing on my data okay. and as long as i make sure that what data i share is not super sensitive i am okay. okay but i am not at all okay for i mean i am very serious about all my bank accounts right. uh, so whatever password managers which we shared today last pass or one password i don't use them to save my bank bank passwords uh, yeah. at all correct right? yeah. so the bank passwords are completely in my mind yeah. if so i lose it it's okay i i am actually even okay to go to the bank physically 
fill the form and they give a whatever the password reset so that level of sensitivity definitely yeah, so what you are saying is that even i use a tool i need to have some kind of policy around the tool managed by myself correct can some kind of a discipline like where i can use this tool where i am not supposed correct. to use it right. so, so that kind of knowledge you need to gain along with the tool actually i know and I, i think all my phones uh, i have enabled um, secure uh, encryption encryption yeah. um, and also a complex password okay. uh, or at least a numeric password yeah. if it is not a very important device we probably use it only once in a while right. you still need to have a password correct absolutely and so, also it is important to encrypt your backups in itunes right if you are not doing it already it is there in summary tab you just enable them uh, because it is even you have the device encrypted then i can go take your backups and then you can start fiddling around with them and i think the importance uh, you will see when you actually hit a scandal right i mean not all of us will okay uh, but there are so many sites so many forums who actually just are interested in your personal data right yeah absolutely uh, and um, there have been very recent cases where you give your phone for service without yeah. resetting it they just suck out all your data put absolutely. it on your some torrent site yeah you never know how it's going to come and hit you back <laughs> right. no I, and i am pretty sure all of us have i think the awareness needs to be there right so it is it is it is really wrong i completely agree that Uh, I mean, you, we started at that. You yeah. cannot really say I don't have anything to Absolutely, hide. Absolutely, yeah. Right. That's that's a, that's not an argument at all. That's right. not practical. Yeah. If you just take ten minutes to think about it, you will definitely think of hundred things which is probably very private to you, exactly. which probably you would have not even shared with your own family members. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. Every man or woman has, has their own something secrets. privacy which yeah. is they want to guard it. And and I think all the whole thing about this is. how do you actually <laughs> losing privacy is like losing your freedom correct and the other thing is that i'm also looking at other trend is that privacy is becoming a luxury basically mm. for if you are rich then you are probably you are much more secure than the guy who is not that rich or well versed because I, i don't know i mean the, 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 the simple example if you look at it right how many so when you buy an ios device you are far more secure and because the money you paying correct yeah okay yeah, that way yeah, yeah, yeah. and saying if you are buying a buying a device which is like say about say 145 or something then for that to secure it you need to have one is knowledge and then you need to build your own tools on that it is not right. coming to you automatically and, and i think all not all of us are actually so well equipped to yeah, to know about all yeah, this exactly. and enable it and continuously follow it right absolutely um, and I, and this requires a lot of effort from your yeah, side yeah. and if you don't have the inclination towards Th- that that's why i was telling you initially right so it is like like how you take a stock of your investments every year correct yeah. or like anything you have to take a stock of your security tools and privacy techniques what you are using every day to right. just continuously mature them and then adapt to the newer tools migrate to those tools and so it is like obeying a law and then living in a society it is similar to that right. actually and i think the one thing what i have started to do is by using a password manager like lastpass okay. for example i now at least know all the properties which i have signed up. okay <laughs> previously i never used to have even an inventory of it right oh. i am sure so many services you just want to probably try once right, yeah. you would have just just ignored it and yeah. i mean never used it after that correct but i think have, having a password manager it keeps prompting you and yeah you save it <laughs> then at least 
once a while i just go into last pass and see okay these are services i'm actually used yeah. i've signed up for then i at least have a knowledge on what all things i've things. used actually so right. uh, like since you said that one other thing i do is also every year i close some of the accounts which i don't use actually yeah i don't do that yeah. so <laughs> i some of, some of the sites make you extremely challenging to to close it yeah to yeah, close yeah, the account yeah, yeah, right. so yeah. you have to make a request wait for 45 days make sure none of Correct. the apis anywhere in the cloud hits those services so even if any other services interlinked services are hitting the service then it doesn't even close them it just continue to open them so it is important for you to do that also so every year you look at all the all the things you have signed up whichever you are not signed in in last 6 months or something right. just go there and try to close it actually. okay so i think we, we talked in length about yeah. uh, most of this yeah. um, and uh, i think the the start I mean, is very important for yeah. anybody and we could also talk about some of the things what we need to do also what we are not doing also yeah, yeah. so i think uh, privacy managing your privacy is actually as a layman is tough it uh, is tough and as well it is the topest priority everyone need to have correct so just to begin with if you can actually take the effort to to protect your very key uh, online resources mm-hmm. i mean starting from banks and your email accounts maybe right. a good start okay. and encryption en- encrypting devices and and all your Whatever data devices all your sensitive data wherever you keep make sure you encrypt them create a sort of a conclave or a, or a separate environment where mm-hmm. you can encrypt them i think that's that will be a great start yeah um then you can think about all yeah i mean like uh, adding something like a tar based browsing to okay. your day to day so that spam doesn't gets you hit much or like there is a url which is like going to right. so you may think you are not popular enough for somebody to steal your data <laughs> but you never know what will happen right? no no other thing that is, is the only uh, no one is stealing other thing is it is important for us to reduce the amount of signal we sent about ourselves yeah on things which we are not even knowing that we are doing that say for example you are going to a site and reading it you are probably focused on the article yeah, right. not about signals the connected platform signals you are sending it on okay so that's our episode on uh, privacy and the tools which can enable you to be little more private yeah there, there are a lot more even i mean we need to do actually yeah so uh, this so is just a beginning yeah, uh, we exactly. don't want to actually obviously so we, we, we i mean we don't day to day basis we don't use pgp to yeah, yeah, mails, yeah, yeah, yeah. or we don't use encrypted chats right, right, so right. those are some of the things moving forward probably we need to incorporate Uh, or maybe even the operating systems we use you know we need to see how we can cleanse them up and stuff right. like that so right. those could be even more a little bit more advanced and stuff like that yeah so we don't want to uh, actually bore you guys <laughs> overburden uh, as such privacy is little overburden but we don't want to overburden so many things so right. so we get i hope the tips what was given in this episode is useful yep so uh, those tools which we talked about we will put in the show notes so you can actually go and try them out Uh, and we seriously uh, recommend listeners to yeah to take the first step towards yeah, uh, that <laughs> look at privacy as top most Correct. priority for 2016 for you yeah, yeah. so so it is uh, the perfect segue for our first episode in 2016 <laughs> uh, and what investment you can do for on a privacy front so with that um, we are wrapping the episode so talk to you next week yep bye bye uh do you want to touch about netflix little yeah i mean I, we, we were thinking of doing a separate episode but uh, <laughs> i was so excited yesterday uh, 
I think as part of the CES keynote, um, they launched this In worldwide. 132 countries. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but so I immediately after that, I, I it was around midnight yesterday. I I, okay. I just went into and saw what was the collection, and I was so disappointed. <laughs> We could do a future episode definitely, not just on Netflix and overall trend in India um, on the streaming on the streaming also. services, right? I mean the the card cutters of India. Correct, and uh, <laughs> Netflix is is has to go a very very long way. Yeah. For all, <laughs> we have to be and 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 other other thing, I actually got disappointed when I see Apple Music launching. Uh, their service at 120 rupees a month. Mm. Netflix is starting at 500 rupees. Yeah. The beginning is 500 rupees, and it goes all the way up to 800 something, right? Okay. Um, yeah, 800 something. 500, 600, 800. Yeah, and uh, looking at the catalog, what they have come up with, it is, I mean, nothing actually. I, I mean, mean, I don't. No, I. The only thing I felt is that the catalog. If I'm not really keen on what was. they didn't have the enough content from india i'm not even bothered yeah, about that yeah that's fine but even the content from west there are original, original content also, yeah it's extremely slim actually yeah. Yeah. maybe it'll take a couple of more years for us to see they build the catalog or do they have any censorship issues i don't know maybe actually. we don't know the, the yeah. details probably they rush into this their global domination thing that they want to get into but yeah. i am very disappointed with what they have launched today as a catalog i think we are not talking about the service or uh, streaming capabilities we are only talking right. about as a catalog actually so i mean for me i was extremely excited and waiting for him because i was thinking uh, it will be similar to apple music because wherein you have very rich content of rock and alternative music so similar way i was thinking right. you will get lot of tv shows and then a uh, lot of movies and stuff so unfortunately that is not that the is case that is not the case right now at least yeah, yeah. and uh, we have reserved <laughs> this topic for a future episode <laughs> right. uh, maybe i don't know when um, at an appropriate time I, but i am going to keep a watch at what netflix is trying to do and all their uh-huh. india competitors are trying to right. do in this space okay so okay so that with that we'll close that's our wrap uh, so talk did we minutes. cross 35 minutes yeah i think so yeah okay bye bye thank you bye